What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. and Matthew Souza. What's up? You know what's up, Souza? What? We just got to put a quick PSA out there for our listeners. This podcast is officially toilet bowl free, baby. That's no right. toilet bowls on this podcast because Sousa let the people know. I beat Craig in the toilet bowl. Oh, yeah. Our former reigning defending champion, emphasis, Craig Eiler. Emphasis on former because now he is current mm. toilet bowl holder. Oh, and man, was it a game for the ages. I can't believe what I had to do to simply beat what's supposed to be the worst team in the league. Sousa, let me tell you something. I was watching, obviously, uh, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit late uh, in a few minutes. Um, I'm I'm assuming about the the championship and how that that panned out. But... uh, Obviously, I was watching that game, um, and I was watching the toilet bowl between you and Craig. And, man, it was like, like, literally, any time. I, I got home from, uh, I went to go with, with my girlfriend in New York this week. I got home around probably like, I don't know, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, somewhere around there. Don't give me that. No, no. My dad dad has COVID, actually. What? Oh, Oh, no. Scotty has COVID? Yeah, some douchebag he works with was sick literally for like four days last week and just went to work anyway. Came in. Nice. I know. Um, So, yeah, my parents, uh, my dad has COVID right now, so we wouldn't have been able to go anyway. Um, But uh, when we got back, um, Megan had – volleyball that she coaches so i was watching red zone and anytime like i obviously i had like my phone open to like your game and anytime that something good happened for your team something equally as good happened for craig's team every time like you guys it was beat for beat you guys were going back and forth and i was watching it and i was looking at the percentages and i was like holy shit i was like susa really does have shit luck what the fuck, man? It was team put up his best week in like, like what, like two months? Years and years. I don't think he's ever scored 150 points before. <laughs> Stupid, man. Stupid. I'm sorry, 140 points. Yeah, but, same here. Um, put up 150 points. That's definitely you, my man. best week. I felt for you, man. But um, honestly, yeah, I also, yeah. I guess in the relation to best weeks, I had my my team had its best week by far. And I scored 120 points. I didn't even start a quarterback because I couldn't pick anybody up. So I had Kirk Cousins in there at COVID. I still scored 120. So my team in last week says, I got nothing to play for. Fuck it. But yeah. Sousa, congrats. Um, obviously, really proud of you. Like I said, I believe in you. I knew you could do it. Um, like and, I won the uh, championship. <laughs> give me – I would love, love a flush for uh, everyone. Flush in the chat for Craig. Flush in the chat. Flush in the chat for toilet Craig. Anyways, um, real quick, Susan, before we talk about this, and I feel bad because we do have a league champion, and his name is Andrew Panacho, a friend of the pod. Congratulations to Panacho, two-time league champion, uh, 
Honestly, in an ass kicking. And the reason that we're talking about this toilet bowl game so much because it was one of the closest games in fantasy I've ever seen. And it was one of the most like it just like you said, makes it a slugfest back and forth. But not the game was over by two o'clock. Yeah, I know. So was, was, I mean, that game was over as soon as Jamar Chase laced his cleats up and yeah. took the field. Yeah. Yeah. That was Jamar, it. It was done. Jamar Chase and Amon Ross St. Brown would have single-handedly beat his team. Which is kind of crazy. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> That's insane. Um, Emerald, again, congrats for second place. Um, I believe eventually you will get over that hump and we, you will be a league champion someday. Um, but just not right now, because right now it's Panacho. So, again, congratulations to him. Um, but though, although he is the winner of the league, the real winner is the very special guest of the Stellar Seller podcast, my man. Matthew Souza, take it away. I just, just, just describe your thoughts on the oh game. My God, what it, what you had to go through because, like Monday night, I was putting myself in the Souza shoes, and I was like, "Wow!" I said, "These are really comfortable because they're Souza shoes." But it was <laughs> nerve wracking. It was like I, I felt <coughs> when you needed a yard, and it felt like you weren't going to get it. Like I was like, I was feeling sick to my stomach. I was like, "This can't happen," but it happened. I know. I know. Yeah, if if Craig is listening, just you might as well fast forward a little bit. If Craig's <laughs> listening, wait, wait, no, if Craig's listening, fuck you, honestly. The crickets the whole fucking weekend in the, in the Westport Fantasy Football League chat. Yep, nothing, absolutely Look, nothing. If you're gonna like lose, I said, like Mason said, take it on take the it. fucking chin. You take it. Mm-hmm. I, Susan, when you sent us that screenshot of your guys's message thread and you said, "Hey, man, damn, sorry that it had to be this way," and he just said. Playoff challenge, $30. Let me know. I, I died. I was I was cracking up this morning. Meg was like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, look. Oh, my God. I know. That was it. That's all I got from him. Um, but, yeah, this game, I mean, you got to think about it. It's the toilet bowl game. So, we're supposed to be the worst teams in the league right now. And, and it kind of shows a little bit. I mean – Craig has essentially backup running backs, Daryl Williams, Singletary, who wasn't very great all year, all of a sudden started to take the reins as a lead back. You got Dare Ogumbawale, who he picked up after James Robinson got hurt, who I tried to claim with my one fab dollar, but because I reached the RB limit, I couldn't get him. And Craig got him. I was like, oh, my God. And then he starts – he has A.J. Green as well, who I I dropped. So, like, he's – picking up guys that I had or should have had and playing them. He has backup running backs. Well, me, I have Rex Burkhead, Boston Scott, and Zay Jones, which on paper sounds like dog shit. Mike Williams, who hasn't done a thing for me since I've owned him back in like week six. So, And I have Texans D, who's one of four available defenses this week, who is like picking the shiniest turd. It was rough. It was rough. We, we both have our studs, like Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf on his team, Justin Herbert. I have Brady Montgomery and Najee Harris. Gronk. And Gronk. But you have some studs mixed with absolute trash. So not a real balanced team. <clears throat> and it was the highest scoring game I've, I've like both sides I've, I've, I think I've ever seen. And, I mean, it started with David Montgomery getting a touchdown right away, which was great. That was good news. It's Dave Montgomery. He's good. So I was happy with that. And then Daryl Williams and Devin Singletary. I mean, Daryl Williams 
is only doing well because Clyde got hurt the previous week. Right. So now he's the starter, of course. So Craig gets a starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm like, oh, man. And he gets two touchdowns, 24 points. Devin Singletary, who just recently takes the reins as the only RB the Bills are going to use lately, has his best game of the season, 23 points with two touchdowns. Now, before they really did as good as they did, I had Montgomery and Boston Scott. Now, I'm not going to lie. Boston Scott having his best game of, this, of his probably life. <laughs> 22.6 <laughs> points, two touchdowns. Are we kidding me? Uh, David Montgomery and Boston Scott got me two touchdowns each. But it didn't matter because Darrell Williams and Singletary outscored them. I, I was like, I can't believe it. I thought I had this in the bag with them going absolutely ham, and his guys outmatched them? What? And then he's got Dare Ogumbawale on the Jags. Who, against the Patriots. I know, Ungabunga. I guess the Patriots is a bad matchup. So I was like, I guess if he's starting them, whatever. It's a bad matchup for them. The Jags suck. The very last drive, he gets a 30-yard touchdown reception. I'm like, are we serious? So he has a good game, 13 points. I'm like, this is this is unbelievable. He had Goddard get 10 points. Gronk got me 15, but Goddard got 10. So that's relatively, you know, there. And I had Zay Jones get me. Zay Jones, Zay Jones. wide receiver for the – Las Vegas Raiders getting me 15.9, his best game. I'm pretty sure his best game of the year. I can't imagine him doing better than that. Uh, yeah, his best game. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> the fantasy gods are trying to get me to win this game. How the hell does he have 16 points with not even any touchdown? And then DK Metcalf played. DK Metcalf played the four o'clock slot after most of my guys were already done. And against Detroit, gets three touchdowns. His best game of the year. Yep. Three fucking touchdowns. The dude scored double digits once in the past two months. And that was 11 points. That was his best game since week 10, week nine, week eight. And then he drops 28 points on me, three touchdowns. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But then I get a Mike Williams touchdown, which hasn't happened in like two months either. <laughs> So, like, okay, that helps, but it's definitely not 28 from Metcalf. This, this is, this is tough. And essentially, all said and done, it came down to Monday night. Najee Harris, my best player in the last game of the week. Craig's done. He's up 17.6 points. I need more than that. 17.6. That's in Najee's wheelhouse, but, but he only did that once in the past eight games. He's been scoring. Uh, 15, 15, 14, 5, 13, 23, 3, 13. So he's only gotten enough to get me the win once in the past two months. And he had a great game. He was tearing up the Browns all game. Not No touchdowns. He had 130 yards, a couple of receptions. All of a sudden, I had 17.6 points. That wasn't enough to win. That was enough to almost tie. It would have been it, tied. It, yard. it would have been tied to the first decimal point. But this is two decimal points, as I established last year with an email to ESPN. Right. Or two years ago. I was down by 0. 0.08. I needed one yard from Najee. And the Browns had the ball. The Browns had the ball with like five minutes left, which I thought was plenty of time. But it wasn't because they drove and they drove and the clock ticked. And then it was fourth and 20 or 19. I'm like, fantastic. They're not going to make this pass interference first down. What? Pass interference first down. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, 
you know, they kept driving. The clock got below two minutes. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I just need one yard. I was down basically one yard for in real time, probably like 20 minutes, 20, yeah. 20 to 30 minutes. I was down by one yard. I kept watching the clock and I was like, oh my God, he's not going to get another chance. I'm not going to get another chance. I'm not going to get another chance. The Browns ended up scoring at the right time. Perfect leaving, time. Yeah, at the perfect time, leaving enough time for the Steelers to get out there. And they also had timeouts, which made the Steelers have to run the ball. And he did it. He got his yard. He got maybe four or five yards. Then the final play of the game, 30-yard touchdown. <laughs> to get him up to 28 points, I went by 10, 151 to 141. I told and him, uh, it was bad. It was so bad. I was so nervous. It was, it was like it's, it's just – honestly, like this is just the way that this season had to end. All the craziness that's happened this year between everybody's fantasy team, teams going up and down – Guys getting there who shouldn't be there. Guys missing the playoffs who should have been in the playoffs. Sousa's luck the whole season just crumbling down. After last week, I was like, this guy's destined to be the toy. I know, I know. And then this happened, and it was just like, I like, it's, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. I was thinking like a Nicolas Cage gift where he leaves the fucking, uh, the bus and he's just like <laughs> yeah, smiling, looking around. Like, it's just the so wind in the hair. Like, like, weight of the world off your shoulders. And the weight of the toilet on the Craig Hyler. Yeah. And toilet I just got to say, toilet, toilet Craig, Craig, hashtag Toilet Craig. A one important thing to note and monitor for the future is that in round three, when I'm in a game that matters, I win. I'm 2-0. Just uh, warning you guys. Don't let me get to the championship. Don't I don't think you're going to worry hot. about that. <laughs> um. Unbelievable run, Sousa. It was, oh my um, God. like I said, you had your peak. You're at five and one. It comes crashing down. You're a game away from making the playoffs. Things don't go your way. First two games of the consolation. And it looks like the sky is falling. Halfway through your game, three quarters of the way through your game, seven eighths of the way through your game. It looked like the sky was falling too. But somehow, some way, you pulled it out. Congratulations, my friends. Um, I'm glad it Thank just you. wasn't Mason this year, honestly. Yeah. Um, I said the to- I wanted the toilet bowl game to be Sousa and Craig just because, in all honesty, everybody wanted Craig to get the toilet. But if Sousa would have got it, it would have just been funny. Like, you can't, you yeah, can't it make the show. Fun. It would have been hilarious. Um, but I'm glad things ended up the way they did. Again, congrats to Panacho. Um, mm. I think one of the biggest blows, too, is not only that Toilet Greg got the toilet. In his league, Jim Skip League, Mason, league that we're both in, uh, a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I just mean Craig, would refer to his team this year as a wagon. Yeah, well, uh, in order for a wagon to go, it needs wheels. And guess what? The wheels wheels fell off. Fell off. (laughs) They fell off. At the, and the thing is, it's funny because he had some similar players on his team that I've had on my team the whole year, like Debo, Deontay. Um, and, you know, Debo got his. And I'm looking at my third place game, trying to win 100 bucks from Zach Aronson. Fuck Zach Aronson, right? Um, I need, like, Deontay to get a certain amount of points, but I kind of don't want Deontay to get too many points for Craig, so he wins that league. And Deontay just got the right amount of points for me. Beating Zach by one, and then he didn't get the right amount of points for Craig, so Craig gets nothing. 
And yeah. it's a shame because he brought up earlier in the year that with the team that I had, uh, by the way, the team that never saw its full potential, by the way, um, due to injuries and other things going on, that if I lose the championship, it would be a disaster. Um, but the thing is, Craig, your team was better than mine in a 12-man league, and you lost the championship. So let's consider this one a disaster. Not only did you lose the championship, probably the best team that you ever assembled, um, but you are now toilet bowl master. Toilet Craig. And honestly, I, some people have been saying it. I, you know, I'm just going to say it one more time on this podcast. You get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> no, I think you mean you got what you fucking deserve. That too. He walks into our league, wins championship, and then another championship. And here he is riding as high as he could possibly be. And now he's at rock bottom. Rock Calm bottom. before the storm. Yep. 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 I mean, a he wise did. man named Tom Petty once said, how does it feel? I mean, he did what, I mean, a lot of people took years to do. And that's win the toilet bowl as fast as he did. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, even I was in the league for what, five, five years, four years before I won the toilet? Only took Craig three. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy uh, bad. It's, it's wild. It's That's crazy. And the thing first is, too, the worst. Yeah, the first champion to ever uh, get the toilet bowl. That's got to suck because like the Red Sox. Uh, no, not like the <laughs> Red Sox. Uh, the thing is, you don't forget your first. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough, rough time to be Craig Holler right now. And honestly, I don't see it. I don't see it getting much better. <laughs> I wonder how fast he's going to get the toilet bowl championship trophy. Oh, I'd give it, I, it would be at his doorstep today. If I was still commissioner, I'd be, oh, knocking, I, will, I, would, I would get one of those, uh, the Vuvuzelas and just be outside his fucking window. And then I'd be like, time to make the exchange. And then just fucking make that swap. I feel like maybe I should just drop by his house tomorrow unannounced and just put the old toilet that's still in my apartment on his porch. Because obviously we can't get the the new one from my parents because there is COVID there. But oh, yeah. uh but yeah, oh, there's so, two. Yeah. yeah there's the new one. People forget there's also a trophy called the Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought we just named the current one the Mason. It was no. only one the whole time. I forgot that there was a, a new yeah. one. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Mason, you should just keep the OG trophy. Nah. Like, and nah. then and then the Mason gets passed around. Nope. Yeah. Happen. Well, maybe we can keep the old one of my parents, because I'll be honest, it is a little bit lonely on the coffee table when you walk down and there's nothing on it. Right. Maybe a nice centerpiece down there. And That's also a beautiful a reminder. You know? Right. Uh, never, never forget where you came Mason. from. Yeah. You exactly. can use that as motivation. motivation. So when Mason, you get your first championship, you're like, this is where I came from. I started here. Mm-hmm. While Craig did the opposite. Right. He started up here. Right. Now he's <gasps> way down here. And people forget, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. David Ortiz once said that. Yes. Um. But, yeah, that's um. That's our championship week. Obviously, we got we got a new – we got a different episode coming to you guys this week. Huge yes. episode. Because – we're not going to do the usual seller seller uh stars of the week or the foot of the week. Um we got we got superlatives baby. This the is the stellar. award show. 
Award Show 2022. That's right. Happy New Year to everybody. First show of the year. Um, I don't know if before we get into Stellar Awards, we, we do the questions for Susan. We want to save the questions for Susan later. Do them later. Let's do them. Yeah, let's do them later. Because we got awards no. to give away. Yeah, we're still gonna do picks and pickums. Um, because we know oh, you guys love those. We gotta talk about. Well, don't even. We, don't even. We'll, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about we'll it after. We gotta talk about something that we found out about mind our blowing picks and pickum uh, league that we that we need to discuss. Um. So yeah. But we'll get there. But for now, it's time for the Stellar Seller Award Show. And uh, I'm going to let Glenn take the take the helm on this one. He's going to set up the polls on Twitter today. Put it on. Well, let's not forget, I give you the candidates, but it's you, the people, you, the listeners, mm-hmm. who decide who takes home a very special certificate each and every year on the Stellar Award Show. So let's start off with the steal of the draft. Now, I feel like – I don't know if we should throw this out there. Um, we had preseason predictions on this, by the way. Um, should we say our preseason predictions before we go to the candidates and who ended up winning the trophy? Do you know – do you have them up? Oh, yeah. yeah I, do, do we oh, if you, if you have them, then yeah, sure. Them. If you have – Yeah, yeah. So well. I, think, I think on our preseason episode, we predicted that steal the draft. I said it was going to be Corey Davis of the New York Jets. <laughs> Uh, Mason said it was going to be DJ Chark of Jacksonville Jaguars. That's like zero weeks. And Susan yeah. said Antonio okay. Brown, who uh, hmm. he, he, he's he had gone. a chance. I mean, he had a chance, but then he decided to take off his shirt and uh, hop through the end zone. And, uh, yeah, and he got hurt, too. That yeah. didn't help. No. But this year, still the draft. Um, let me see real quick as I load up these polls. Your candidates were Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurts, Leonard Fournette, and Jamar Chase. Ladies and gentlemen, this year's steal of the draft was none other than Jamar Chase. Wow. Yay, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase uh, getting 42% of the votes. Followed by Leonard Fournette at 33% and Debo Samuel at 25%. Jamar Chase, steal the draft. You guys agree? I like it. Um, I think I voted Leonard Fournette. I need to see where he got drafted in our 14 man league. Well, he was drafted 81st overall, sixth round uh, by Panaccio, which is pretty deep for a number four wide receiver who just dropped 50 points in championship weekend or championship week. Um, so he, he definitely – everyone deserves that that title. And, well, everyone in the name is worthy of the title. So I'm happy with Jamar Chase. Yeah, I and mean – Fournette was number – rank five, and he was drafted in the eighth round for reference. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with this pick. For me, it was between – honestly, all three of the guys who got votes, I think you can make an argument for. No um, loss to Jalen Hurts? I – you know me, I'm not a Jalen Hurts guy. So um, – but I also think that, uh, you know, those are just such premium, like the position, the other positions are just such premium positions. I think they hold a little bit more weight than quarterback does uh, personally. 
And I, I mean, Jamar Chase is, he's, you know, even where he was drafted somewhat is, was a risk. Uh, yeah, because, for sure. you know, there was a lot of, I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys remember, there was a lot of uh, media coverage right before the beginning of the season saying that he can't catch the ball, that the transition from college to NFL was going to be too difficult, that it wasn't going to translate and how it was going to, he was potentially going to be a bust and all of this nonsense. And Jamar Chase, I think, is going to break the rookie touchdown record potentially. Thank God, it's true. Or yeah, I know it's Waddle is receptions. Uh, Justin and, Jefferson broke it last year for yards, I believe, but he's like only like I think like a hundred back from him. That's crazy. So I mean, hmm. that kind of speaks for it um, in and of itself. And I think. Leonard Fournette obviously has had a phenomenal year. I mean, he got hurt, unfortunately, probably when people needed him most. Obviously, he carried a lot of people to the position that they were in the playoffs, probably, um, and unfortunately got hurt. But I think still, especially in our league, he was drafted in the eighth round. I don't know he where he was drafted in, in Craig's league, but that's a 12-man league, and he probably went pretty late really? in that draft. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like in round nine or ten. Right. So, you know where where you got him, there is no doubt that it was it was a steal. And even Debo, I mean Debo, a lot of people thought Brandon Ayuk was going to be the guy. <laughs> it ended up being Debo, and Debo stupid people was doing it all. It was most of the time, a few weeks he didn't even wasn't even really a wide receiver. He was a pseudo running back, right. and he still was yeah. putting up like twenty five <laughs> points a game. So. Um. Yeah, I, th- I think Jamar Chase deserves it, uh, especially after winning people, you know, championships last week. Um, he's a beast. And Susan said he was gas. I just want to throw that out there. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I said he was gas. Yeah. Um, that was this year's steal of the draft. Next we have, uh, I think this is our third annual, third annual Trash to Treasure Award. Uh, now, this is an award given to someone who is formerly known as bad. You could also say trash. Uh, but it now has emerged as a fantasy stud this year. He's become treasure. Oh, treasure. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, uh, our candidates were none other than Mike Williams, Hollywood Brown, James Conner, and Cordaro Corduroy Patterson. Um, and the Trash to Treasure award winner is, can I get a drum roll? That's pretty good. Unanimously, Corduroy Patterson. Unanimously? How many votes? 100%. Oh, how many votes? Looks like, <laughs> like thousands, honestly. I can't even. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't say the number. Right. Uh, probably just all the guys in our, in our league who have Twitter accounts. <laughs> um, Corduroy Patterson, 100% of the votes because he was trashed a treasure. Souza. I mean... I I know you yeah, have a deep yeah. connection with him, so let us I know. have a deep connection with him. I mean, the first time I laid my eyes on him, I was like, this guy's good. Yeah. This guy's good. He's like, I, drafted him, I drafted him the year after, after he, he, he kind of broke out in my eyes on the Vikings, and then he wasn't really that good. He had a good oh. week one, and that was it. Yeah. And then that was that was it. I mean, he's bounced around from team to team. I think he was on the Bears once, the, he started on the Vikings. Um, I forget where else, but. Patriots. This dude's in the league for Patriots. That's right. Uh, this dude's in the league for eight years. And the most of that, he's like not even relevant. James Conner, 
made a big turnaround, but he was at least drafted because he could have been the starter. Right. Roy Patterson, and even in our 14-man league, was not drafted. I picked him up for seven bucks because no one, no one wanted him. No one dropped 105. I picked on up him. Wayne Gallman instead of him. Basically, mm. picked up Wayne Gallman because we knew we've had almost a decade of trash from Patterson, but he turned to treasure. This guy had a hot start. I thought it was gas, but it wasn't. It kept going double digits every freaking week. This dude. We thought his wide receiver is actually a running back for, for the Falcons. Finished as the number eight running back on the year. Wild. As That's after crazy. being undrafted in a 14-man league. Crazy. Now, unfortunately, his worst weeks were weeks 15, 16, and 17. Yeah. He did not show up. He is a little older. I think the Falcons were trying to take some of the pressure off of him, which really sucks because he had a couple good matchups, but – uh, he at least got you there, especially if he was a waiver ad on top of the TV drafted treasure. And it's probably going to be a one-hit wonder, one-year wonder. That's uh, uh, That was sick because I, I do like Gordon Roll Patterson. And uh, everything you just said, Sousa, 100%. Trash to treasure. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, we have the breakout fantasy player of the year. That's a person who's been in the league. They've made their mark a little bit, but they really broke out in fantasy this year. Candidates are C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Swift, and Damian Harris. And their winner is Debo Samuel. Debo. Debo. Debo with 80% of the votes uh, is this year's breakout fantasy player. And, and the thing is, so this is Debo's third season? Third season. So Debo merged as a rookie uh, two years ago, obviously. Um, last year he gets hurt. I don't, did he play any games last year or just a he couple? He played seven games. He played seven games last year? Yep. Wow, I didn't feel like him. <laughs> thing is, you saw flashes in his rookie season and also, I guess, a little bit last year of what he could be. This year, he manifested it into 16 games. Um, great, great year from Debo. He was a wide receiver one at one point. He was an RB one at one point. When you put that oh, yeah. all together, it, it correlates into breaking out. And now you're a household name. Now, Debo Samuel, I don't see him going less than top five in the wide receivers next year when you draft him. Um yeah, he has he has injury risk, but I mean, this guy, we saw flashes from him these past two years. But this was a true breakout season. He's a top five wide receiver after being injured last year and finishing thirty his rookie year. Now he's top five, and yep. he can do it all. Clearly, just get the ball in his hands, and he will. He's a playmaker. He'll amaze you. Yep. Uh, Mason, anything you want to add on Debo? Uh, no, I think that Debo's always had that potential. He was definitely overshadowed, I think, for most of last season by Brandon Ayuk, and he got hurt mm. uh, on top of it. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people thought that he had this potential, um, but I think it was just interesting to see the way that he was utilized, uh, Really, because like I said, they had him lining up in the backfield a lot and doing a lot of jet sweeps and stuff, but he was having a lot of success doing it. And I don't think, I don't know, like maybe it's like food for thought for other teams 
you know, to start doing that with the wide receivers, incorporate a little bit more trickery into their offense and stuff like that. But, you know, definitely deserves it. Obviously, I have a soft spot for Damian Harris. Uh, that's mm. my guy. Um, and he's had a really good season this year. Is it 14 well. touchdowns? Uh, something, like, touchdowns. something like that, yeah. Wow. Um, he's he's uh, He's been good, and it – you know, it frustrates me even more that it's – I think it's his third season in the league technically. It is. And and the Patriots just this year are starting to utilize him in heavy capacity, right. which is incredibly frustrating because you could have used him still. I still think he's better than Sony Michelle by a long shot. I know Sony Michelle's had a pretty decent year with the Rams, but I don't give a shit, mm-hmm. okay? Nice. Damien Harris – fits better on this team than he did, and they should have used him sooner. And it's frustrating that they didn't. Um, I, th- I think if De- I think if DeAndre Swift puts a full year together, uh, it, the votes would have been a little bit closer. If he didn't go down with some injuries um, and put together, you know, 17 games, could be a different winner. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb, another candidate, uh, although he did have a great year, I believe he did finish as a wide receiver one in our league. I don't know if he finished 14 or 16. I know it's uh, around there. About right. there, um, twelve in standard, fifteen in full point PPR. I don't. I gotta see where he is in our league. So I mean, you got your wide receiver one numbers. The only problem with CD Lamb was just the consistency. He was very inconsistent. He'd have you a big week 14. one week, get you single digits the next, and couldn't really string together. You know, like a lot of good weeks yeah. coming down the road. But something to expect when you got the Dallas Cowboys offense. So, but he's still good. Um, all right. This next award is a brand new award exclusively for the 2022 season and on. Sousa pitched the idea of having an award on basically someone that you thought was good at the beginning of the season or bad, and then ended up being the exact opposite as the season went on. So this year we're calling it the April Fool Award. The player that fooled you into thinking it was good or bad, and then did the opposite. The candidates are... DJ Moore, James Conner, Mike Williams, and Marvin Jones. And this year's April Fool. Yeah. A drum roll, please. It's Mike Williams. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, he says. <laughs> he was the fucking reason I came up with this idea. Hmm. Oh, my God. Mike it was, Williams, It man. was close. It was real close between him and DJ Moore. 55% of the vote went to Mike Williams, 45 to DJ Moore. No votes for Connor or Marvin Jones. Yeah. Um, Mike Williams, where do we begin? He was, like, the wide receiver one, if not top three, top five at the worst, the, through the first five, six weeks, where he scored 18, 18, 29.7. 32 and a half. I can give you the exact number if you want, Susan. And then he had two games of 1.6 and 3.7. He, I think I saw this stat around week 10 or 11. From, for the first five weeks, like basically right up until you acquired, because was yep. his, right up until you acquired him. I got him on the wide receiver. Week, so yeah. He was wide receiver two. Oh, Since, two. From, from week six to, I'm sure it, he's gone up a little bit now in the rankings because he's had a few like two or three good games uh 
He was wide receiver 80 in that stretch. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, so, yeah. If, if you talk about like week 10 or something, oh, you saw that in week 10? You saw I think I saw that in like week 10, like since. Yeah, because uh, at that point, he had he scored over like five points once in like four <laughs> games. So, yeah, that, that's what it was. I, I made a very controversial trade, which relied on Mike Williams being as good as Mike Evans, if not better. And at the time, he was unbelievable games. I mean, he's getting 12 targets, 10 targets, 9 targets, 16 targets. Like him and Justin Herbert in his second year, right? Just on fire. Like, great connection. And then I get him on his bye week. I don't know what happened on this bye week. I don't know who he talked to. I don't know whose wife he fucked. But (laughs) as soon as he came back from the bye week, it was dog shit. He had two touchdowns since then, as opposed to six touchdowns before I had him. He had two touchdowns from week eight to, to now. And that's crazy. Only three games in double digit territory since week eight. That is insane. And yeah, literally so. nothing changed. There was no quarterback change. There was no, you know, wide receiver play was consistent for most of the year. I think Keenan Allen missed a yeah. couple of games. If anything, like there were opportunities where wide receivers missed time, like right. Guyton and stuff or Jared Cook. It's, due to COVID and stuff, and he nuts. still wouldn't perform. I think it was a week without Keenan Allen, and he only had, like, nine points. Like, it was so frustrating owning him, and that's why last week I was so ready to be done having to rely on him and, and whatever and with fantasy, but I had to go one more week, which luckily he actually caught a touchdown. <laughs> he did. Week. He caught a big touchdown. One of the game, you could say. Yeah, but, um, man, what a disappointment. Let's he talk about felt- he just, I don't know. He became who he always has been, a right. 50 to 60 reception guy, and that's it. He you is know? who we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Moore came close to taking away this award. Yeah, he was also a guy that I had. I actually drafted him, but I actually sold him before he crashed, which was nice. Because he yeah. started, he was, I think, the wide receiver three Two after the first four weeks. And his, his target share was fucking stupid at the time. He was getting like 11, 12, 13 targets a game the first like five games to start the season. Yeah, and there was um, no reason for that to change, like Mike Williams. but Well, I, Sam Donald went down around that time. And then they had uh, – P.J. Walker. After? Oh, yeah. And, and then, then they had Cam. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah, well, I yeah, think was... I, I'm glad that Mike Williams won this award because I think – Mike Williams at the beginning of the season was what people wanted him to be for the past three or four years. That's the effect. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, yes, Mike, like every year you hear this is gonna be Mike Williams' breakout year. This is gonna be Mike Williams' breakout year. And it looked like it was shaping to do that. But I remember we had talked about it and I had said to you guys, and I think you had said the same thing, Glenn, that you didn't really trust him. Um and I think, you know, for DJ Moore, for me personally, I like him. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't like Mike Williams. I'm not a Mike Williams guy. I think he's injury prone. And I think he's just one of those wide receivers who's not like a super great route runner. He kind of just, they throw him up the ball and they say oh, catch big. the ball. Exactly. That's it. So I don't, I think he's just like a, like a big dude kind of deal. Like, I think DJ Moore, like talent wise, I yeah, think he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. And I think for him, I think he's top. He could be considered top 10. No? Eh, it's top 15. 
I think, know. all right, so my, my thing is, I think DJ Moore is more of a symptom of who he has throwing him the ball. That's true. Um, Because I think at the beginning of the season, you know, Carolina, they had also, don't forget, first four weeks or uh, when did McCaffrey got hurt in week three, right? Oh, who fucking knows? Feels like years ago. I know. Uh, I think he got hurt in week, week three. Yeah. Um, so you have to rem- take that into account, too. Not only did their offense take a hit because Sam Darnold went out, who was definitely the better traditional quarterback compared to Tam- Cam Newton and B.J. Walker. Uh, Carolina also lost a significant part of their offense when McCaffrey went down. I mean, their offense, they were playing pretty well the first month of the season. And then McCaffrey got hurt, and then Darnold got hurt. And then once McCaffrey got hurt, they had to throw the ball more. They couldn't be a run-first team anymore. And I think that contributed to their downfall, obviously. But I think DJ Moore uh, like, is a talented wide receiver. And I think that going forward, I have a lot more confidence in him uh, to be a good player because he's done it before. He's he's had good, good seasons before, whereas Mike Williams has never really done that. Honorable mention for um, for me at least is James Conner. Um, he didn't get my vote, but if it was solely like an April Fool for me, it would be James Conner. Uh, after two weeks of the season, I looked like I saw all I needed to see from James Conner, where he was the guy after Chase Edmonds. Uh, he was lucky to get a goal line carry because Kyler Murray just kept doing bootlegs at the goal line and running it himself. And then I was like, you know what? I said, Rondell Moore is um, he's an upstart guy. He's a explosive. Can want to get the ball in his hands. He had a 20-point game after week two. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I can, you know, make a move. Trade James Conner. Um, yeah. 14 touchdowns later for James Conner. He is now uh, an RB1. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, if I, uh, if I had my own personal award, it'd be called the Fuck You Award. And I'd give that to James Conner for being an absolute piece of shit last week last year when he was on my team but now that he's with the fucking cardinals of all of all teams the cardinals he's fucking you know yeah. barry sanders again yeah, yeah it was wild because oh, I, I was trying to like convince myself after like i traded him he got a touchdown and then he had a game with two touchdowns i was like that's fucking ceiling him getting two touchdowns at the goal line him getting like 40 yards and two touchdowns that's the best he'll do and then, like, three right. weeks later, he had a 37-point game. I was going to say, and then he put his head through the ceiling. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he was at the fucking moon. And I was like, I was like oh, nice attic you got here. You can't win every trade. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Mike Williams, this year's April 4. Mason. I'll just talk to – sorry, just Marvin Jones quick. Oh, yeah. He was in there because he actually started off nice. He had a lot of things in his favor. I mean, DJ Chark went down. Uh, new quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, like, here we go. The best of the class, supposedly. Um, Marvin Jones has always been all right. Like he's always been a nice like touchdown guy. 2019, 2020, nine touchdowns each year. He he's he's decent. And with Trevor Lawrence and no DJ Chark, he thought he would be good. 16 points, 15 points the first two weeks, touchdowns in both games. Like, okay, here we go. And that was it. <laughs> I kind of I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like every team that he's been on. Like he's gone to to be, he's like, okay, I'm gonna be wide, the second wide receiver to the first wide receiver who's a stud, and it just like when he was on the Bengals, AJ Green started to suck dick. He was injured all the time. Yeah. He went to the Lions. Kenny Galladay oh. fucking sucked. 
He went to the Jaguars. DJ Chark tears his ACL. Chanel blows. Galladay was good, and then he got hurt. So you're saying Marvin just wants to be a complimentary piece? No, I think – no, no, no. I I I, think Marvin's the perfect complimentary piece in your offense. It's the perfect wide receiver, too, to have. Exactly. Um, In fantasy, it sucks because you saw his potential, especially after DJ Chark went down. You think, like, okay, more target share for Marvin Jones and – I, he might have had the same target share, but it just wasn't correlating. There was games where Lawrence just could not hit him to save his life. You know that Lawrence, yeah. uh, he threw a touch, he threw that touchdown pass this past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he hadn't had a touchdown since like week nine. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I heard he that, like, that in the game. I think he has like twenty-one picks and like twelve touchdown passes or something like that, and three of them. Three of those touchdown passes were in week one. Yep. He has so. 10 TDs and 17 picks this yeah, year. That's so bad, dude. You know what else is bad, Mason? It's when you get uh, fucked. Yeah. So, this Mason, one. why don't you just announce this year? And don't forget our sponsor, please. Oh, yeah. So, this one. We don't have fuck of the week, but we do a fuck. Fuck of the year. <laughs> Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use Lube. You know, you know already. Well said. Gotta use it. Gotta use, Gotta it. use it. Do you want me to read the? No, I read them. Uh, I read them. I okay. just wanted you to do that for me, because uh, gotcha. nobody does it better. Thanks. This year's fuck of the year, our candidates were Clyde edwards Elaire, Calvin Ridley, Miles Sanders. And Alan Robinson. Mm-hmm. These are some fucks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this year's fuck of the year is Calvin Ridley. Oh. Now the thing is, I was <laughs> I was questioning to even put him as a candidate this year because usually fuck of the weeks, fuck of the years, it can't be due to injury. It can't be due to, you know, you get hurt, this and that. And mental health, would you consider that an injury, Mason? Um, I would consider it an injury, but some would consider it retirement. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, those some people. I mean, no tomato. Those some people need to be reevaluated. Well, those some it's people like, also are the owners of a brand new toilet. So, you know. It's like, I mean, injuries – are a thing of football. It happens a lot. If it happens to you, you're like, oh, damn it. But this is something that doesn't really happen. People don't just leave the game. Would you compare like this to Brown like, did this week? Right. Would you compare this to like Le'Veon Bell sitting out a season? No. no. Not as much because that was always a risk. That was always a back of the mind risk that it's possible this could keep going and going. While no one in the right mind would ever expect a player to just. On one day, decide to stop playing football. Well, you got you got to prepare for that. If you want to be a good fantasy owner, you just got to prepare for the worst. And some people just didn't prepare for it, and it sucks. Yeah, I mean, he and he wasn't even the that great. I mean, he was the wide receiver one. He was my stellar star of the year prediction. Oh yeah, beginning yeah. of the season. I forgot to do predictions for all the awards. That's all right. Nobody needs to hear how wrong we were. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, like. It just didn't happen. His best game was 15 points, which is good. But I was through five games, six games. I was thinking you'd have some 20 burgers in there or more. And then he just 
left. Yeah, after what you saw last season, you expected him uh, to be drafted as your wide receiver one. And he wasn't. He was a wide receiver. No. Yeah, because he was a and top five wide receiver last year. Yeah, right. And it sucks. Um, sucks uh, for him. Obviously, you want to see him back in the league because he is a good player. We've seen what he can do. I want to see that offense with him and Kyle Pitts for a full year um, and, and, you know, see what happens in Atlanta. But Calvin Ridley, you fucked a lot of fantasy owners this year. Yeah. The grand scheme yeah. of things, it's about him getting better and this and that. But this is a fantasy football podcast. So he's yeah. the fuck of the year, unfortunately. But I got to um, What? Go ahead. Okay. No, I mean, personally, uh, I voted for Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. Because I think, because I think if we're yeah, taking talk into, about him. Yeah. If we're taking into account, you know, like someone who's played all the games, you know, didn't all the games. You know, miss any time due to mental health. Allen Robinson, I think for a lot of people, I think we had discussed this on the podcast when we did our top tens. I had him, I think, number nine. I thought that he was going to be a top 10 wide receiver this year with, you know, I didn't, I don't like, I don't like Andy Dalton, but I think Andy Dalton's better than Mitch Trubisky. Uh, yeah. I mean, he can even, give AJ Green fantasy value. Why can't even, he get Allen Robinson? Exactly. Or even Justin Fields. Right. Or, you know, if, if Justin Fields played, like the, the potential was there. Mm. And, you know. I'm going to ask you a question about Allen Robinson. I'm going to ask you actually a few questions, guys. I want you to tell me. Um, how many touchdowns did Allen Robinson have this year? I have it all in front of me, so uh, I'll base an answer. Zero. He had one touchdown week two against Cincinnati. Oh wow, Mason! How many um, how many one hundred yards games did Allen Robinson have this year? Oh, definitely zero. Zero, Mason. How many um, seventy yard games did Allen Robinson have this year? Zero. Zero. Mason, how many games did Allen Robinson get over five receptions? Five receptions? Yeah. I'm going to say two. One. Week one. Jesus Christ. Mason, how many games did Allen Robinson get over ten targets? I'm going to say twice. Once. Week one. Jeez, man. What the fuck? How many games did Allen Robinson score double-digit fantasy points? Uh, zero. Zero. That's zero. Crazy. That's what I was going to bring up. His wide best receiver. game was 9.4. What? Wide, <laughs> wide receiver, 88. That's crazy. And, like, he's good. He is he's good. He's good, but he what the fuck it. happened? But to put it in perspective, okay, uh, Chris drafted him 30th. Which is yeah, wide receiver beginning of the third round, basically end of the, the second round. Yeah. Possibly your 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 first wide receiver if you go running back, running back, which would be fine. And the problem is, at least Ridley could give you like he wouldn't kill you if you played him. But Robinson, he's such a good talent, you can't possibly sit him. You have to keep playing him, and he continues to fuck you. You can't actually be mentally okay sitting him until like week five or six. We're like, right. all right, it's just it's just too much. I have to right. I have to sit him. And, and mm. for about a month and a half, you're just, you're just eating the bullet. Yeah. You're just taking the dick. That's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I don't know about you guys, but for the other two, I think we're, everyone on this podcast isn't super high on those two guys. So I feel like, I don't know, if you chose, my, if you, if you chose uh, Clyde, 
Oh yeah. If you chose, especially Miles Sanders, in my opinion, if you chose Miles Sanders like really high, because for some reason every year, the past two years, this dude, and we've talked about it, has had ridiculously high ADP, which has made no sense to any of us. But for whatever whatever reason, people continue to pick him there, and I feel like you kind of dig your own grave, as as someone famously said, you get what you fucking deserve. Miles uh, Sanders is uh, I'm gonna call Allen Robinson light. Mason, how many uh, touchdowns did Miles Sanders have this year? I'm gonna say four. Zero. What? What did you say? Zero touchdowns. No way. Wow, I'm looking at it right now. Didn't score one touchdown all season. Wow. Mason, how many times did uh, how many times did Miles Sanders run for over 100 yards? Once. Twice, actually. Uh, towards the end of the season, weeks 13 and 15. Mason, how many times did Miles Sanders get over 20 carries? Uh, I'm going to say zero. Once. Okay. Week 13. Mason, how many times did Miles Sanders get less than 10 carries? Uh, less than 10? Yeah. I'm going to say six times. Perfect. Six games. You got less than Let's go, 10 baby. carries. Uh, Mason, how many times did Miles Sanders score double-digit fantasy points? Uh, twice. Three times. So, Pretty I close. Mean, again, he finishes wide receiver 41. He missed some games due to injury. He was drafted 34th by Craig. That's so bad, so like, man. And I was there when he drafted him. He's pretty happy that he was his RB1. Yeah. Um, well, when are people going to – mentality. When are people going to start listening to us and, and stop I, with I, this Miles Sanders hype? I've been it's saying over. for the past two years. We've been talking about this since he came into the league, that we were just like, who, wh- why? Why is everyone so uh, – why is everyone on his dick? Like it's sometimes when you hear actual professional analysts talking about people, you, it's easy to buy into what they say. But like this is the one guy for all three of us that we're like, I don't, I don't see what you're saying. I don't care how how uh, credible you are as an analyst. I just don't see it. I don't know yeah, what you're talking about. I was listening to podcasts and people were like, yeah, if you can get Miles Sanders kind of late, do it. Like, what the? I don't understand what they see in him. Like, he's one of those guys that like I watch. And it's like eyeball test. You know what I mean? Like, sure, maybe he's put up some good games in the past, but like eyeball test, he never does anything that I'm like, wow, he's a good running back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And zero touchdowns. The chickens came zero home to roost today or this year, baby. So and he's still he's still not getting a bunch of volume either. So it's like no, Clyde Clyde Edwards Alaire is just um. He's the, he's the fourth candidate. Guy I kind of just threw in just based on where you draft him and how he could have fucked you. He missed, he missed like, basically a few games in the middle of the season due to injury with sex, too. I think if he puts yeah. a full season together, it's a lot better. Um, but he finishes with six touchdowns on the year uh, combined, receiving and rushing. Um, two games over 100 yards. Um, but then again, he never had a game over 20 carries. And I don't know if you expected that in the Chiefs' offense, but um, – for a guy I mean, that you, for a guy that Brendan drafted uh, in the second round, kind of expect a little more, just like you did yeah. last year. Well, I think the thing that people were expecting were more receptions. You know, him being more involved in the passing game, and I don't really think you got that um, as much as people wanted. So, but 
I mean, I think, yeah, he, he definitely wasn't as good. Once again, another guy who we all agree for ADP was kind of high. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but I still don't think that he's on the same level of, you know, I don't understand the hype. Because uh, at least in Kansas City, you know, at least that team, you know they're going to be in the red zone a lot. Like, he's going to get opportunities. Miles Sanders had, a, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts playing his first full season, uh, a lot of unproven wide receiver talent. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't think Philadelphia's line is particularly great. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're middle of the road, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't – I personally don't understand. And on top of it, you see time and time again, when Philadelphia puts in other players – like Boston Scott or even Jordan, Kenneth Jordan Daniel, Howard or Jordan Howard, they play well, yeah. but Miles Sanders doesn't. So it's, it's just one of those things where it's always going to be a disconnect for me, I think. And the thing, I'm the thing sure is, you guys feel the same, but yeah, the thing is for Miles Sanders, I just need, I'm tired of him not getting volume. If this guy's so hyped up to be as good as he's supposed to be, why isn't he getting carries? Give yeah. him a, tw- give him a 20 carry game, give him a 25 carry game. And then let's see what happens. Part of it's not fair to Miles Sanders, but also it's like, I need to see it. I need to see it. Sousa um, went to go take a shit in Craig's toilet bowl. So he said he'll be right back. Um, Mason, I don't know if you want to continue while we wait for Sousa. Um, yeah, we can continue. Actually, you know what? Do you want to talk? have a brief intermission? I can talk about the Patriots. You can talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about the Cowboys, so go ahead. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was driving home with Megan on Sunday and I was like, she was like, Oh, the Patriots playing this week. And I was like, they're playing the Jaguars. And she was like, Oh, so they should win. Right. And I was like, Megan, they should win by 50. And, uh, thankfully they almost did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I mean, you know, like, I don't think there's a lot you can take away from a game like that. Obviously everyone knows Bill's record against rookie quarterbacks blah, blah, blah. And I didn't think that there was any chance the Patriots were going to lose the Jaguars with nothing to play for. Um, but I think they did what they should have done. And that's beat the living shit out of a team that isn't good. Uh, you know, you look at a game like, like the chart, like people say, I, I've heard people say like the Patriots are fraudulent because they lost the bills and the Col- I think you can make an argument that the Patriots shouldn't have lost. Like they should have been more, much more competitive in the game against the Colts. But I think the Bills game, like the Bills when they play to their ceiling are a Super Bowl contender. And the Patriots weren't, you know, blown out. They were in that game. Um, I think you look at a fraudulent team like like the Chargers. The Chargers uh, got blown out by Houston, right? Oh, but right. I don't think – yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if, if the Patriots were a fraud team as well – then they would have had problems. They wouldn't have been able to take care of business against a bad team. And I think that that's one of the things that's a good takeaway is that the Patriots beat up on a good, like a bad team. Yes, but that's what they should do. You know what I mean? And like I said last week, I think that, um, you know, the Patriots should be able to use this hopefully as a springboard, get right game. Um, And hopefully they continue their momentum into Miami this week. And I mean, technically, the division isn't out of reach. The Bills have the Jets this week, 
which of course they do. Uh, Barrios. Braxton Barrios, but I mean, the Bills uh, also didn't play particularly well against Atlanta. Josh Allen looked like shit last week. So, you know, and and the Jets gave the Bucks a game. So, I mean, the Jets could play, you know, they could be like, fuck it, we'll play spoiler. You know what I mean? Like, so. Any given Sunday. Exactly. So, I mean, the Patriots could technically still stand division. They, st- they still technically could get the one seed. I don't think that. Uh, Can they? I don't think that. Yeah, if if everybody Tennessee, loses and Patriots win, yeah, Tennessee, uh, Cincinnati, Kansas the Bills, City. or no, Tennessee can win because the Patriots would be tied with them, uh, or no, no, they're a game behind them. Yeah, so the the uh, charge Tennessee, the Bengals, uh, Kansas City, and Buffalo all need to lose, and the Patriots need to win. That'd be wild, um, which would be insane because. Every one of those teams is definitely the favorite in their game this week. Oh, yeah. Um, because the Bengals play the Browns. Kansas City plays the Broncos. Um, the Dolph- uh, Bill- the Bills play the Jets, obviously. And what's Tennessee play uh, Houston? Tennessee plays Houston. So I think that game, like Tennessee could potentially lose. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well for the Patriots, but I still think, you know, I think the AFC is pretty wide open. Like, um, you know, I think it's Kansas city, uh, and then everyone else. And even if Kansas city doesn't have the one seed, cause technically, uh, the Titans have the one seed now, no. if Kansas city, you know, doesn't have the one seed and let's say they get knocked off and the AFC somehow the Patriots make the AFC championship and the game is in Tennessee. I like the Patriots chances in Tennessee a hell of a lot more than I like the Patriots chances in Kansas city. And the thing so, is like people sleeping on Tennessee, um, they just find ways to win games. Yeah. Let's, let's not forget. They beat the chiefs. They beat the Rams. You know, I mean, I don't think that they're not a good team. I think they are a good team. I think Obviously, the biggest thing, too, is this week, I don't know if you know, Mason, Derrick Henry's returning to practice. No, I know. That's what I was going to say. If they get Derrick Henry back, obviously, they're a different team. But the thing about the Titans is that plays to the Patriots' advantage is the Titans like to you know play a slug-it-out, low-scoring game where they run the ball down your throat and they burn clock. Um but I think that's kind of, in a way, how the Patriots like to play now, too. Yeah, they do. So it's a, it's if, a different team. It would it would work to their advantage if they played the Titans because I think that that game is more in their style. I think uh, the one thing that we've been shown over the past few weeks is that I don't think Mac Jones is ready to take the step this season of – you know, we're down by two scores. We got to put yeah. the ball in your hands. You got to throw the ball and get us yeah. back into the game. And that's not a detriment against him. He's a rookie. Yeah, we saw you know it against mean? the Colts. Yeah. And, I mean, even then, the Patriots almost did come back, but then Jonathan Taylor obviously broke off that run. Yep. So, you know, they made it interesting. And I, I think it's just not the time yet for him to do it. I mean, we'll see down the road if, if he, you know, acquires that skills. I think – I think that he will be able to because I think this season has shown 
that Mac Jones, at the very least, he's like a good game manager and he's smart. Um, so I think that, you know, in high pressure situations, and he's a good leader. So I think in high pressure situations, I think eventually he'll be able to add that to his toolkit, but I don't think he's ready right now. And, um, you know, if they had to go into Kansas City, obviously the only way you're beating Kansas City is if you're hanging up 30 points. And I don't think that the Patriots would be able to do that realistically, you know, unless Kansas City's offense had a really bad day or Mahomes had a really bad day. You know what I mean? So yep. you would you would need some luck, some some stuff to fall your way, particularly if you played um, if you played Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. But and that's even the AFC Championship. The Patriots would have to make it through Wild Card Weekend and have to make it through the divisional round. Um, and actually, if the season ended like the standings are today, the Patriots would play Buffalo in the on Wild Card Weekend. Uh, so you know, take that as you will. But also, uh, if they played Buffalo, the game I guess they're moving one of the Wild Card games to Monday night. Um, really and. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. I know. But that would play to the Patriots' advantage because if the game's in Buffalo, it's Monday night, which means it's cold, which means uh, it automatically becomes more difficult to throw the ball. Uh, there's a chance for inclement weather, obviously. You know, so – and, uh, I mean, last Josh time – Josh Allen can't play in cold weather? No, I don't – I don't – I think he can play in cold weather. I think it's just uh, – passing in general is more difficult – in colder weather, um, you know, and I think the Patriots are more suited to be in inclement weather situations because the Bills obviously are a throw first offense. And, you know, I know Devin Singletary has had a nice past few weeks, but I once if we're talking about April Fool Award, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I like, I'd like to see it. Patriots-Bills uh, playoff game. Yeah, it'd be a good game. Like, I I don't think, like, the Patriots would get blown out or the Bills would get blown out by the Patriots. Like, I, it would be a good game. Um, you know, and I I like Bill in those situations where he gets, like, a third crack at a team. Um, so, we have to wait and see, obviously. But We will. But, yeah. Um, real quick, Cowboys, um, when they – I'm gonna say if, but when they lose in the playoffs this year, it's <laughs> it's gonna come down to them just beating themselves. If I gotta watch another game where we got double digit penalties and just stupid mistakes, stupid coaching mistakes, uh, stupid play calling, it's just it's just bad. It's real bad. Like you can't you can't come out of a game, a statement game like Washington, beat them fifty six to seven, and then not show up against a team like Arizona. Uh, the fact that they were even in that game because they didn't deserve to win that game for three and a half quarters um, is disgusting. Um, we had a chance to get the ball back and take the lead uh, with two minutes left, but the referee didn't called. Um, I think it was Chase Edmonds down when it was a fumble and the Cowboys couldn't challenge it because they poorly wasted all their timeouts before that. Um, so thanks, Mike McCarthy. There's that. <laughs> But saying it all year, Mason, it's going to come down to Mike McCarthy as a head coach and just a decision. And if you can't clean up the penalties, if you can't make the right 
clock management skills, um, and field goals, missed field goals too. Greg Delegates had to clean it the fuck up. Three point game we lost because he missed a field goal too. Um, you're not going to beat good teams in the NFL. That's just how it is. So we'll see what happens. Um, with the Cowboys, I don't know if they're playing the starters this week against Philly, um, but we'll see what they got ahead of them. I don't feel good after last week's game, but we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know what the fuck Suze is, so we're going to go on with the next award. Um, the next award is... Um, oh, okay. Oh, okay. We have the guest of the year on the Stella Stella Fancy Football Podcast. And your candidates are, we don't have a lot of guests this season, but the few that we narrowed it down, we let you decide. Uh, the candidates are Craig Heiler, a.k.a. Toilet Craig, Jake <laughs> Fryer, Andrew Panacho. Well, I just pronounced his name wicked bad. Andrew Panacho, commissioner and league champion. And the one and only Andy Reid. Hmm. Yes, the Andy Reid. Not the, definitely not a no. cameo. Nope. Fake. The Andy real Reed Andy Reid was a guest on the Stellar Shells broadcast this year, and you guys voted. The guest of the year is Andy Reid. Let's go, Andy. Add it to he, last year or two years ago Super Bowl trophy. Yep. Now he gets this one in his trophy case. He's, he's destined for Canton. After um, all the accomplishments that he's had in his career, I think he's going to look back at being on Stellar Stellar Podcast and be like, that's the moment. That's the moment that he knew he made it as a head yeah. coach in the NFL. Um, you know, I think uh, normally we call uh, the guests to let them know, but obviously Andy is busy this week. Yep. Game plan for Denver. we got a big game. Yep. Uh, we tried calling him. He said, sorry, boys, I'm a little busy. Uh, he said he'd come on again next season, though, so we're good. Love Andy. Shout out to him. Love his yep. mustache. Yep. Best of luck uh, to him and the Chiefs uh, in the in the playoffs. But um, honestly, the people made the right choice here. Um, his performance on the Stella Stella podcast, it wasn't a lot of insight. Uh, he's not big on fantasy because he is a real you know head football coach. Um, but for that brief time and what he had to say on this podcast, it was just magical. I mean, you take the hours combined that Craig, Panacho, Fryer was on, just rambling, rambling about nothing. Andy Reid was short, sweet, and to the point, and he got his message across. Mm-hmm. And for that, I mean, that's all you want when you're doing a podcast. You, you, want, it, you want to get your message across. You want to be stern. Uh, you want to be entertaining. And he was. You know, a lot of people look at, Andy Reid and say, you know, he's you know big guy, walrus. But um, when people don't really know him, he's a real nice guy. And he's a one entertaining son of a bitch. So people mm. made the right decision this year. Andy Reid, the guest of the year. It's wild. Let's go. Nope. Love him. Here comes Sousa. Oh, my God. He's back just in time. Just in time. Sorry about that. Yeah, you just should Just in time be. for what? Did you, you shit in Craig's toilet? Yeah, like. I have something to take care of, okay? Um, yeah, a shit in Craig's toilet. It's okay. You can tell us. We talk, we, we talk a lot about poop jokes on here. Come on. 
we had something to take care of. Mason uh, was talking about the Patriots. Briefly talked about the Cowboys, but we announced that our guest of the year was none other than Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. I voted for him, too. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it'd be stupid not to vote for him for what he did for this podcast. Like I just said, the detail, the in-depth analysis was short, sweet, um, but he really made an impact. And it's something that I'll never forget, honestly. Mm, I um, love it. I don't yeah, know either. I don't know if um, Andy Reid has any tattoos under his clothing or anything, but he tattooed my heart on this podcast. He left a permanent mark. So thank you, Andy Reid, guest of the year. We will send a certificate your way. Gentlemen, it is now time for the most prestigious award in the Stellar Awards show, and that is Stellar Star of the Year, brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Let's go, baby. Been waiting for this one. The kids. This should This should be unanimous. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's not. The candidates for this year's Stellar Star of the Year are none other than Josh Allen, Devontae Adams, Jonathan Taylor, and Cooper. What? Um, Cooper Cuppington, baby. Your Stellar Star of the Year is... Yes! Yeah! Cooper Cup! Let's go! And so good. He's Cooper so Cup. good. Cooper Cup getting 90% of the votes. Uh, Jonathan Taylor getting 10%. Um, Jonathan Taylor, stud year. I don't know if he would have been number one in fantasy if Derrick Henry stays healthy, but the fact that he is the number one running back in fantasy. But Cooper Cup, what Cooper Cup has done all season. When you talk about fantasy football, when you talk about stud players, this is what you want. You want high volume. You want consistency. You want touchdowns. And you just want fantasy points. Cooper Cup checked all three of those boxes for the whole fucking season. It's crazy. His baseline is like 90 yards and a touchdown every week. I was just going to say, you want to run the numbers? Mason doesn't have it up, but we, let, let, let's ask Mason a couple questions. Oh, no, I, I just brought it up. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was curious. Take, I it, take, to it, see... take it back down. No, no. Okay. Well, fuck. Damn it. <laughs> You're not allowed. Take it back down, Mason. Take it back down. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. Until I was like, damn. How did JV not make the playoff? Damn, son. Oh. Where'd you find this? Where'd you find this? Damn, son. Mason, um, how many touchdowns did Cooper Cup have this year? Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with seventeen. Fifteen. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, how many? How many seven plus reception games did he have? Ten. Fifteen. What? Fifteen. Oh. He actually. If you want to count how many six-plus reception games he had, it would be every single game. Can you hold on? Yeah, I looked at. I didn't look at like the nitty-gritty stats of each like breakup of each week, but I saw the point totals of each week. Cooper Cup had 
one game where mm-hmm. he scored less than double digits. Allen Robinson didn't have one. <laughs> uh, Think Mason, about that. Think Mason, about that. Mason, how how many games did Cooper Cup score over twenty points? Uh, oh, well, he I saw his average was twenty one point five. So I'm gonna say over twenty. You said over twenty points. I'm gonna say eleven. Nine games. Damn. But it's close. Um, how many games did Cooper Cup have over 100 yards? Uh, man, that's tough. 11. 10. Damn it. And then, and, then <laughs> he had, and then he had games of 96, 92, 95, 96, and 95. <laughs> this is a joke. This is, this is one of the best fantasy seasons we've ever seen. Uh, from wide receiver, and it's it's well deserved from Cooper Cup. Um, the other guys, yeah. like I said, Jonathan Taylor, probably the closest thing you'd have to Cooper Cup this year because he was a beast at times. If Derrick Henry played the full season, I'm sure his name would have been up there too. Um, Josh Allen, great quarterback, wasn't the best quarterback season, but he did play well. Devontae Adams quietly once again comes up to the number two spot. Um, in, in it's kind of crazy when you yeah. think about it because, like, no one talks about it because he's been doing it for so long, but he's just he's just good, he's just really good. Yes, um, but this year it belongs to Cooper Cup, yeah. He, he does, he absolutely insane. I mean, Jonathan Taylor had a crazy year, but Cooper Cup actually finished with two more fantasy points than Taylor, so. As good as Taylor was, being a running back with more touchdowns, Taylor had 20 total touchdowns. Cooper Cup had 15. But yeah, Cooper Cup still scored more points in total than Taylor. They both played 16. Yeah. So that's crazy. Especially when you think crazy. about the difference between like running back and wide receiver. Like running back, if you're if you're a bell cow back like like Jonathan Taylor is, you're gonna get looks, like guaranteed. As long as you're healthy, you're getting and you're producing, you're getting looks. There's no guarantee on a week-to-week basis that a wide receiver is going to be, you know, a consistent contributor, even if they're good. You know, I mean, there's plenty of times where wide receivers get shut down or they're not a part of a game plan or Mm -hmm. something, you know what I mean? Or they spread the ball around, especially on the Rams offense where they have, uh, they had Robert Woods before he went down. They have Odell Beckham Jr. They have Van Jefferson who's an emerging emerging number two or three wide receiver. So, I mean, they have a lot of talent at that position, and he still was the number one wide receiver by far. It's crazy. Yeah. It, he, um, for the record, 184 targets, which is nuts, 138 receptions, 1,829 yards, and 15 touchdowns. I think – in his game this past Sunday, they brought up like a graphic of, I think he like broke top five of um, single season yardage. I think the number one was Calvin Johnson, then Julio below him, a couple old guys, and then Cooper Cup. And they mentioned how it was interesting how Calvin and Cooper Cup both came from Stafford. Yeah. Maddie boy. Gotta show Stafford a little love for his performance too, because. He wasn't doing this shit with Jared Goff. He was mm. good. He showed flashes of how good he could be, but not to this consistency level, and not to just week in and week out doing. Almost this. like 
Jared Goff fucking blows. Yeah, could be. <laughs> Plain and simple. Hey, that's a that's a Super Bowl quarterback you're talking about. Um, as Mason shakes his head. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was our stellar award show. Uh, we thank you for getting through this. It's been a year, um, but we feel like each and every year we should congratulate the players that showed up, the players that didn't, and everything in between. Um, it's a show that we look forward to every year. Next, though, because I, we didn't forget about this, and I can't forget about our sponsors. Our sponsors actually, I, I, I think I'm a, I got to change the slogan because uh, I actually got a complaint from our sponsor. I wasn't saying it right last week. Um, but this is questions for Sousa. Brought to you by Lincoln's Lollipops. Suck them good. It was actually what it's supposed to be. Not hard. I screwed up. It's supposed to be suck them good. <laughs> suck them good. Because when you say good, <laughs> you got to get that, <laughs> that sucking sound. Like you're sucking it. Deep in the back <laughs> of your throat. <laughs> so Lincoln's Lollipops, suck them good. Questions for Sousa. Um, this is, I mean, we, we again, the, the outpour of questions that we have for this man. Toilet bowl evader. Matt Souza. First question, uh, Souza, why do you think you and Panacho decided to bury the hatchet now? Um, I think it has a lot to do with the highs that we were on. He won the championship with a crazy, crazy score. I mean, one of the best we've seen. And I avoided the toilet bowl. Which in my fork in the road, like my journey, that's that's huge because that's we all know, well, especially Craig knows how yep. bad it is to win the toilet. So horrible. So it was it was relieving that I avoided it. So I was very happy. He's happy because of the championship. So we're both in good moods, and I think it's time to bury it anyway. Let's just put the shit behind us. Whatever shit there was in the first place. <laughs> I don't even know why there was anyway, but uh, and just move on. So you know it is what it is. Yeah. I'm Question. happy. I'm happy about it. We'll see if it continues. Panacho, I'm not gonna provoke anything. So you better be on your best behavior come next season. Actually, the funny thing is that you guys get a chance to be on your best behavior next week as we have a commissioner oh. debate. Yeah, this hatchet might resurface. Is this gonna hatchet? Is Barry is going. Yeah, it's going to come right out of the ground next week. Um, question for Sousa. What would you have done if you lost to Craig by 0.1 in the toilet bowl? Congrats on the big win, by the way. Thanks. It actually was going to be 0.08, which is even worse. Right. But what would I have done? Uh, well, first things first, I would have sent that video of the angry Steelers fan saying, fuck, fuck. <laughs> You're gonna find me dead. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> that was that was me. I already had it ready to go because I saw the writing on the wall. Um, but and you still sent it, but you just said Craig right now. But the the biggest thing, <laughs> the biggest thing was that finally, like everyone was on the same page with me of knowing just how bad my luck has been. It's not me trying to argue with people saying, you guys don't understand my luck's bad. This should have, no, everyone's already knows. Like people probably feel bad for me. They know how bad my luck's been, especially after that week, if I had lost with 141 points. So it, it would have been, I would have had some sympathy is what I'm saying. I so, think. So I a lot, hope. a lot of it is Susan, like you start the season five and one. And then started to go downhill. 
we started to hear Juan complain a little bit about how your luck has been. So I was like, eh, whatever. He's five and one. You know, you get what you fucking deserve. You miss the playoffs, it goes to them. I started to get sympathy for you uh, last week after you lost yeah. to Brendan and how you lost. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I said, this just isn't right. Like, it, it, it's really not. Um, oh, and then, like, the only way it could have been followed is you losing scoring over 140 points. Like that. Like, by point zero eight. Um, <laughs> by one yard. Right. That's all I needed. Right. That was very, very scary. Yeah. Um, let's see. Question for Souza. Would you rather have no titles and no toilet bowl or go back-to-back for championships and get the toilet bowl the very next year? <laughs> oh, my God. No titles, no toilets, or two titles, one toilet. Basically, would you rather be you or Craig? <laughs> I know, right? Um, well... I don't. I, I want to say I would rather have two championships and one toilet, especially if, if, if it's more so yes for that if I've been in the league for ten years because that's nine years of not getting the toilet, and then while finally it happened, you know it's probably bound to happen to a lot of people eventually. But Craig in the first three years, that's that's different. Yeah. So not- I don't want to be Craig per se, mm-hmm. but two championships and a toilet in my fantasy career in this league, I'd take that. Yeah, I think that's smart because I think, you know, if you look at the grand scheme of things, like if you look at it on paper, you go two championships and one toilet over 10 years, you're like, that's pretty good. That's not bad. But you go, Craig, two championships, one toilet. So you've been in the league for three years. You've either been the absolute best or you've been the absolute worst. And more recently, if we're going by recency bias, you've been the absolute worst. Yeah. This is a what have you done for me lately? Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. This has just been the roast of Craig Eiler. <laughs> look, he bragged upon himself. Okay. Yeah. I look. Do I feel bad ultimately because Craig is my friend? A little bit. I don't feel also, bad at all. But also, <laughs> I'm sick of him every week saying that my, my team's a wagon and all this bullshit and pissing and moaning at Glenn about his trade with Brendan and. Guess who got knocked out anyway? So obviously, who cares? But you know, it's like it's the end of the world. So I don't know. Yeah. Like Glenn said, give me a fucking deserve. That's right. Scored one hundred and forty-one points. Have, I'm gonna points. pull. I'm gonna pull my best Vince McMahon impression right now. I have no sympathy for Craig Island. Life is not fair. Life is not fair. I didn't Life screw sucks. Craig Heiler. Craig <laughs> Heiler screwed Craig Heiler. Question right. for Sousa. Uh, are you sorry that you said, fuck you, Craig? <laughs> I saw that in the chat, too. I was I was actually dying reading my a, a little bit, a little bit. It was heat of the moment. I texted Craig personally shortly after. I said, I'm sorry, man. That was a good game. You know. Uh, Craig's response was playoff challenge. What did, I, what did I say in the chat when uh, – when Damon, uh, when Najee Harris scored that. Oh, yeah. I think it was something that made me laugh quite a bit. Let's see. I said, What the oh, fuck was that? It's a vacuum. <laughs> he said, 
suck a dick, Craig, you, oh, you bitch. Suck a dick, Craig, you, you bitch. <laughs> I couldn't find it. <laughs> See, and then someone goes, great. I mean, good game, man. That was an unbelievable game. Yeah, it was heat of the moment. And I said I'm sorry to him personally. I, I mean, I didn't say I'm sorry for saying fuck you. I just said I'm sorry, man. So, so you don't take so you, so you like, don't take it back. That's what you're saying. Because I don't take what I said back. That's I gotta live life with no regrets. Suck were a fucking like, dick. Were you like especially for being around? mute? Yes, yes. I was. Yeah. Did you do the Josh Allen slide on the floor? No, I was jumping around when Boston Scott scored a second touchdown because I thought I have to win, right? But it wasn't so simple. Boston Scott. Yeah, the narrator. But did he actually have to win? Last uh, last question for Sousa. Um, who's the most happy that Craig won the toilet? Wow. You want me to answer that for you? I was going to say it's, it could be Glenn, but I think it's got to be me because I also didn't get it. That's true. You know? That's true. If there's a 1A and a 1B on happiness – one A would be Sousa, one B would be yours truly. Yeah, Glenn. Glenn was. <laughs> I called him right away. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you guys in. I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret here, okay? Before the season started, I almost named my fantasy team name Team ABC, and you guys have been like, "What the fuck is ABC?" I was gonna name my team anybody but Craig. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And the whole year I've been saying it would be perfect. It would be poetic justice, chef's kiss for that motherfucker who won two championships to start in this league to get the toilet bowl and have a nice slice of humble pie shoved down his fucking gullet. And that's what it was. And, and like I said, Susan, I can't think of a better way after everything you've been through than to have a game like that coming down to Monday night, getting everybody's hopes up. Going into that night, both of you thought you had a chance to squeak it out, and then the coming last, down to like, the last fucking play of the last game of the yeah. last week. It's, it's memories, is what it is, and we'll always be able to remember that. We'll remember how we traded for a retired guy. We'll remember how he got the toilet bowl <laughs> in uh, 2022. On June yeah, 3rd. he. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and you every year, or especially this year, you said Craig. I guarantee you is not going to win uh, a championship this year. You were right. That's right. Well, he did win something. He won something. He got some hardware. Just not not the one that you want. Mm. That was for questions for Susan. Brought to you by Lincoln's Lollipop. Suck them good. Thank you all. Um, I'll tell you what. There's really we're gonna go over this briefly, but right now it's week seventeen. There's really no point of doing a pigskin pick them because Mason, I want you to fill our listeners in into some knowledge that we came across. Yeah. So, um, first of all, uh, shout out to, you know what? We'll just say honorary winner at this point, because listen, no one's catching ESPN. I'll say it right. Four, seven, three, two, five, six, nine, six. And their picks. So, I was, you know, just chilling this weekend and uh, I opened up our fantasy football chat and I noticed a text from one Jake Aronson who said that he had looked at ESPN, blah, blah, blah's picks and 
found something rather interesting. So if you click, if you go to the global leaderboard of people's picks going into this going into this week, okay? Um, ESPN, blah, 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 was ranked eighth. And you're thinking, what? Wasn't he in first all year in your, in your group? Oh, no, 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 no. Not eighth in our group. He's ranked eighth in the fucking world in pigskin pickums. And he's in our group. What are the odds of that? This Who random is this guy? Motherfucker. No this no random idea. asshole who fucking hooked up his pigskin pickums to an IBM algorithm. Okay? Has the smart computer on his fucking desktop or something. This dude joined our pickums, you know, just a little, you know, little lighthearted fun for the podcast and said, fuck you. I'm going scorched earth on all your asses. No one's having fun. No one's winning this pickum group except for me because they're in the 99.9th percentile. Yeah. They are 181 and 74. And currently, they are tied for 11th. They're tied oh. for 11th in the world jake aronson took the lead over me in second place last week after going 16 for 16 and to put it in perspective he's still down 12 games to this guy crazy 12 crazy which means you have to like out score him by like two games for six straight weeks or whatever yeah. I mean, there's only one week left. It's safe to say it's as good as his. I'll still make my pickums. We're just not going to announce all the show because we're running low on time here. Um, I, I have a theory. Okay. This guy's name is where is he? I'm actually on the world leaderboard, and here he is at 11. Um, ESPN 47325696. I have a theory that that is his. 47,325,696th account. No and shot. he just joins leagues and does whatever, uh, what's it called? Permutations and whatever. Every league he's going to do a little pick, one pick a little differently until he gets the perfect. Roster. I don't even, I don't even think you could do that many combinations. If you 16 hook, games. If you hook it up to an IBM algorithm. Like Mason said, maybe it's possible. What is it, like 16 times 16? Or is it 16 factorial? That would get yeah, it's 16 factorial. Yeah, it's ridic- a ridiculous number. It's even higher than that because you'd have to yeah. pick You'd have to pick every game, all si- what, 16 games, every yeah. week. Uh, it's literally impossible. Yeah. I, I, no, it's I a, don't it's know. a long shot. But. Or I guess it's not impossible, but the it's thing is extremely improbable. The thing is, I want I want to give this person a prize. I want to give him no the ready no. to rumble vibrator, but yeah, nope. we've given him 16 weeks to come clean. Just let yep. us know who you are. Give us a name. Come out. Name, name. I got nothing on a name. What Thank a you. son of a bitch. That's crazy. So now I actually hold on. I want to see do we, do we give it to Jake Aronson if he beats me? We can't. Can't, it's not right. Because he's not the real winner. If we say that'd be like that'd be like or... if if Craig just went MIA like he has been this whole weekend, and we just gave the two other ball to Souza because Craig hasn't been showing up or doing anything. That that doesn't make sense. 
We know it's Craig. Yeah, he has yeah. a toilet. Just like we know ESPN, this this guy's the, the pick champ. But we just can't do anything about it. We don't know who he is. And we said it's you have to win the, the group. It's not just you have to do better than us. You got to do better than actually... no. Well, if you do better than us, you win the group. I guess so. As right. if, if, there's our, if there's not other people. Right. So that sucks. Yeah, um, it really sucks. Guess we'll have to save the golden dildo. Next week, Sousa, I'm going to need you to uh, really give me the best that you've got. Last week, or actually last night, I think I saw the best that you got when Najee Harris ripped off that touchdown and you put up your points. But next week on this very podcast, I'm going to need you to give us the best you've got because you, my friend, are going one-on-one with commissioner, with league champion, Andrew Panacho for the 2022 commissioner debate. Now in our Westport Fantasy Football League, we have a term of three years as commissioner. If you've been in a loyal listener since day one of this Telechilla podcast, you'll know that when I resigned as commissioner, we had an election. Panacho won that election. It's been three seasons. So mm. now we need a new Crazy. election. We need to elect either the same commissioner who's rerunning or a new commissioner, possibly our very special guest, Mr. Matthew Souza. So next week on the podcast, uh, we're going to have a debate. We're going to talk about league topics. I'm going to have league members send me all the questions for the Westport Fantasy Football League. Um, I will moderate it. Mason, you can also moderate it, but because you have a vote, I don't know if that would be impartial or not. You can stay here for the ride, maybe have a question if you want, but I can't vote. So that's why I would like to moderate, like to be an unbiased party. Um, but it's completely up to you, Mason. Um, no, I, I'll definitely be here for, uh, for the event, obviously. Um, I'll, uh, probably, you know, give my, my two cents on, uh, you can, you can ask a question, some, some answers or whatnot, or, you know, ask some questions, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. Um, uh, you know, Panacho overall has done a pretty good job as commissioner the past few years, um, you know, and um, yeah, it'll just, it'll just be it'll just be interesting to see, you know, both of your perspectives on different issues. Yeah, so that's what we got coming up. Um, we got next week's episode and then we probably won't return for a couple of weeks until the Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for a hell of a season, a hell of a fantasy season. It's been quite the year. Um, like we said before, we reached 100 episodes this season. We're um, in our fourth season now of doing this podcast. Yeah, fourth and season. Um, obviously, very thankful for everyone who, who listens. Shout out to my uncle, who I talked to on Christmas. And he said he subscribed to the podcast. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, so I was like, listen, uh, we say some pretty messed up shit. And he's like, Mason, I've heard swear words before. And I was like, you haven't heard them in a specific way. You haven't heard Susan go on a rant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Like I said, you know, like we're just doing it because we're three guys who like talking about fantasy football. And we're also three guys that avoided the toilet bowl. That's right, baby. Yeah. Woo! Actually, so thirteen that, guys avoided this this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but only Just, three are on this podcast. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's only true. one 
won it, and that was, that was totally Craig. Toilet Craig. I the thing is, I want to name this episode uh, the 2022 Stellar Award Show because that's what it is, and that's what I name every award show. But it's got to be Toilet Craig. Um, why don't you put the you 2022 Stellar Award Show and then put in parentheses Toilet Craig. Toilet Craig, or maybe I'll do yeah. Toilet Craig featuring the 20 2022 <laughs> Stellar Award Show. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's about it. Um, Guys, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.